morning. You may take your seats. It's great to be here. I'm Rachel. I'm part of the team here at TCC. Um, I was told this morning that I was giving off Morticia chic. <laughs> Guys, I've got to be honest. The person who said it to me loves me and they meant it in the right way. I was like, I'm not ready to give off Morticia chic. They meant it in a nice way, and I, I really felt it when I got on stage, and I was like, I'm very Morticia today, guys, the black dress and the long hair. Um, it, it is so good to be here. I am going to be continuing the series of Marked by the Mantle. And so if you've been around in our community in the last couple of weeks, and also from the beginning of the year, uh, ben Tarbuck, who's the senior leader, has brought an incredible message from 2 Kings chapter 2, which is in the Old Testament of the Bible, all around Elijah and Elisha or Elisha, whatever you want to say. I'm probably going to say both today because I've spent a lifetime saying Elisha, right? But I'm talking about the same person, yeah? We on with that? Um, and how some, basically, I'm going to tell you the story in a minute. But basically how God has a mantle for you to carry. He has a purpose, a meaning for your day to day that is more than just getting more, doing more, being more. But actually he has a plan for your life, just like he has a plan for my life. And whether that, uh, you know, whether you're a person of faith in here today and you're like, well, that's great, I already know that. Or whether you're hearing that for the first time, you're watching this on replay and you think, well, I'd never actually thought or considered life could be something where there is a wider plan or a purpose. Then the good news that I'm telling you today is that there is. Ephesians 2 verse 10, I'm going to read to you. It's one of my favorite scriptures. It says, we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things he planned for us long ago. Another version says, so that we can do the works that he prepared for us to do. And so the whole of the Bible, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, is clear that there is a plan and a purpose, and that actually God has given you some things, some gifts, some talents, some experiences in life, sometimes good, sometimes bad, that if you allow him to, he will use for your good and for his glory. And I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it in my own life. I believe it to be true. And so I want to encourage you today as I continue this series of being marked by a mantle. For those of you that have not been here, what I'm talking about is God has something for you to carry. Ben said something last week that basically triggered my whole message this week. Is that all right? God, God speaks to me a lot when I'm listening to other people. So I was listening to you last week, Ben, but also making notes for this week. So he said something. It was kind of off the cuff, but it really, it really resonated with me. He basically said, are you willing to be a coat hanger? Well, that's what I heard him say anyway. Are you willing to be a coat hanger for God? And I was like, yes. What does that even mean? What he was saying is when God gives you a mantle, because in scripture that we'll read in a minute, the mantle was like a cloak from Elijah. It was like a cloak that landed on the ground. So we've been talking about the mantle as being like a coat or something God gives you to carry or to wear. Are you willing to be a coat hanger? Because really the, God, the mantle that God wants to put on you is something that he, it is kind of on loan to you. And that's really what I'm going to be speaking about today. It's not something that is just yours. It's something that's been entrusted to us and we choose what we do with it and we choose how we use it. And so, the, so my kind of question today is a bit of a springboard off what Ben said last week. Will you be a coat hanger for God? Are you willing 
to carry the thing that he's asked you to carry, and you, may, you might just think, well, I don't even know what that is. We'll get to that in a bit. Are you willing to say yes and take the first step? Because also being marked by the mantle is about taking steps of obedience. It's about steps of obedience, not just in the big things and in the things that we feel we know we should be obedient to God on or do what he's asked us to do, but it is in the small things, year on year on year, where we choose to say yes to God and we choose to carry what he gives us now. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you wake up most days and think, God, what have you asked me to carry today? I'm, I actually think for most of us, we wake up and we're literally just trying to make it through the day. Uh, I have young kids. I mean, I get up pretty early in the morning and I'm like, when's bedtime? Two hours after I've got up. Um, and I even go out to work and I see my kids like sometimes earlier in the week. I'm with them for a couple of hours in the evening. And I'm like, Lord, send bedtime earlier. Like, however you're going to do that, just do it. Um, you made the sun stand still. You can make this happen. Um, so... <laughs> Anyway, if you, if, you, if you don't have kids, you don't understand this, but whatever. I'm tired is what I'm trying to say. Um, but, and I've completely lost my train of thought now as well because I've gone off on a total tangent. Carol was going to say, ah, yeah. So I don't know if you wake up every single day and think to yourself, God, what are you asking me to do today? You might not, but I want to encourage you, and especially if you're a person of faith in the room, the, one of the biggest questions we should be asking day to day, week to week, month to month, year on year is, God, am I doing the thing you're asking me to do? And am I carrying the thing you've asked me to carry? Because we're always going to have goals and things we want to achieve and ways we want to improve our lives or things we want to do. That's all good and well. But actually, as a person of faith, the biggest question should be, God, am I actually carrying the thing you've asked me to carry? And am I actually walking close with you so that this is not just about receiving gifts from you or even just having a personal purpose from you, but it's by walking closely with the gift giver and with the God who actually gives us the mantle to walk with. Ben spoke about the mantle not as being something that we use just to multiply things or to get more, but actually to purify. And, and if you've not heard his message last week, I encourage you to listen to it. The mantle is not a job title. Um, it's not a personal pedestal. Um, it's not always something that you will feel qualified to be or to do, and that's an important one. It's not about knowing the answer to your purpose in life and having all the steps in play. It comes with a responsibility. If you're willing to be a coat hanger for God, let me tell you, this coat is one of mine. It is heavy. I don't know why it's so heavy. Get a bit of a, bit of a workout going on with it. It's one strong arm. It's not a great look, though, is it? Um, but it can feel heavy sometimes. And so when we think about a mantle, sometimes it seems like such a nice idea to carry something that God's given us. Some days it's hard to carry your mantle. Some days it's hard to say yes to the things that God is asking you to say yes to. But carrying a mantle is not only just about seeing God work through you, but it's about taking steps of obedience and about trusting him with now. Not just in five years and in 10 years when you've got more time, more money, as we think quite often, <laughs> less stress in our lives. It's about what the answer to that question is now. God's asking, will you carry what I've asked you to carry now? So I'm going to read to you from uh, 2 Kings chapter 2, because this is where the whole story has originated. And I'm going to read verses 9 to 14. And it, this is the, the story of Elijah and Elisha and that 
this, the part where Elisha ascend, uh, Elijah ascends into heaven and he leaves Elisha behind. And it says this, when they came to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I can do for you before I'm taken away. And Elisha replied, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah replied. If you see me when I'm taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. And as they were walking along and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men, separating them, and Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his clothes in distress. Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak, which had fallen when he was taken up. When Elisha returned to the bank of the Jordan River, he struck the water with Elijah's cloak and cried out, Where is the God, the Lord of Elijah? Then the river divided, as it does, and Elisha went across. You know, I think when... when um, Eli- Which one am I talking about? <laughs> Elisha, Elisha, a.k.a. Elisha, picked up that mantle, picked up that cloak of Elijah's, I'm sure he'd seen a lot of the stuff that Elijah did and thought, cool, I want some of that in my life. But I don't think until he picked it up at that moment, he realized what he'd actually asked for. He wasn't just asking for a life where he could do miracles and he could do amazing things for God. He was asking for a life of responsibility. And and I think he realized when he struck the water, I don't know if he thought something was going to happen. I I don't know. We kind of don't know that far into his mind why he did it. But I think when he did that, I reckon it shocked him. And this is my, what I think in my head. I reckon it shocked him to see the water part. He saw the power he was carrying. But with that power came a responsibility. And whoever you are today, you, you might think, well, I, I don't ever want to stand on stage and preach about Jesus. Or I don't ever want to do dot, 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 dot. Well, we don't all carry the same mantle, thankfully. But God gives us each thing to do, Ephesians 2.10, good works that he's prepared in advance for us to do. That means that there is a plan and there are some good works that God wants to work with you so that you can do. Now it begins as we walk with him and then we work with him. And I believe God often does a work in us before he ever does a work through us. And I really believe that. But actually, I want to get to the end of my life or I want to get to the end of my year or my month or my week. And I want to be asking myself, God, am I really carrying the mantle you've given me or have I put it down? Or am I trying to pick up somebody else's? Or am I just really preoccupied just with life? Because paying bills, working, having kids, that's always going to be a thing, right? It's just life. And we can be so, and I speak personally, we can be so swamped by the things of life that we miss. And the years, I swear to you, the years go quicker as you get older. I know people say they don't, but they do. As time goes on, and time, especially as we get older, feels like it goes more quickly, I don't want to get to another year's time, another five, another 10 years time and wonder what have I really done with what God's asked me to do? I've just spent 10 years kind of feeling swamped in that season of life. I've spent 15 years knowing what God's been asking me to do, but because of reason X, Y, and Z, I've not done it. And this is about the obedience in the small, the small every day, doing the thing, saying the yes that we need to say yes to. I know 
some of you guys through this series, I know you'll have also been wondering like, what is my mantle? What, what God, what is it that you're asking me to carry? And I want to encourage you, if, if that's you, it often begins with saying yes to the small things that may seem completely unrelated to whatever you think God is going to put in your hand. Because quite often, God wants us to use what we've already got. He wants us to use what he's already given us. Our experience, our voice, our life, our gift, whatever it is, he wants us to use. And quite often, that is our mantle. We don't realize. The small things become the mantle that God's asking us to carry. I said right at the start that our mantle has been entrusted to us. Um, The best way I can describe this to you is by showing you a picture. So guys, if you can stick that picture up on screen. Some of you are like, yeah, my mantle's to have loads of jewelry. Um, That's not what I'm saying. Um, You can't, actually, you can't see it super well on this image, but there is a very famous jewelers called Tiffany & Co. Give me a wave if you've heard of them. Yeah, oh, many of you need to get out in the world. very famous jewelers, rich heritage. They, they have a line of jewelry and it, and it fascinates me. And, it, and God kind of reminded me of it this week as I was preparing this message. All over the jewelry, it says on it, please return to Tiffany & Co, New York. And then it has the brand, whether it's silver or whether it's gold, it has the marquee, the number of what represents that metal, right? What fascinates me about this is people, you may have a piece of jewelry like this, Go around and wear this jewelry. And actually, it doesn't say, like, Rachel on it, or it doesn't say, like, Siobhan on it. It says, please return to Tiffany & Co. And this week, when I was thinking about it, I felt God remind me and show me, you know what? That's what a mantle is like. Because I'm giving it to you, but basically, it's going to be entrusted to you. And at some point, are you going to return it back to me? Now, I know in reality, like, if you buy this jewelry, you don't have to send it back to Tiffany, like, when you die or anything. I guess you pass it to your kids or your friends or whatever. But there is a sense of wearing that jewelry that it doesn't say Rachel on it or it doesn't say everything I've done. It says it's got the branding of the maker on it. It's got the marcation and saying, please return to Tiffany. And I, guys, I really think today the question is also, What are we doing with what God's given us? Because he's entrusted it to us. It's on loan to us. Are we going to return it back to God? The things he's given us, our resource, our time, our energy, our gift, our breath. Will we return it to God? Or will we we just wear it and say it belongs to us? And use it for whatever we find it useful for using it for. The, The thing that is so amazing about God is... When he gives a gift, he doesn't take it away. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. God God gives gifts and he gives us things that are not based on something we've done right or something we've done wrong, but he entrusts things to us because he's a good dad, right? Romans 11, 29 says, the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. That means you could be in here um, and you're not of faith. You're like, okay, I'm maybe listen to this first time, or I'm not, but I wouldn't call myself a Christian. I wouldn't say that I believe in Jesus. I believe God has designed you in such a way and given you gifts that you, you've got now, basically. It's not like if you come to faith, some of those will suddenly be activated. No, because we get to choose what we do with the gifts, with the experiences, with the things we have now. And the, the kind of question is, 
Will you choose to use them for God or not? And it's, it's the same for people of faith. We get a choice. So you may have a particular gift or a particular way of doing something. And the question is always, will you surrender that to God or not? Not, not so that it has to be done in a platform or in this way, but so that your life actually reflects the things God given to you and you're being a coat hanger rather than just saying, I'm the coat, <laughs> like I am this thing. This is what I am. I worked hard for this, dot, dot, dot. And all those things might be true. But the question really is, if you're going to carry a mantle, will you be a coat hanger? God doesn't revoke a gift very often because we say that we're not going to use it for him, Right? I reckon if I walked away from God today, I'd probably be able to stand in front of a room of people and convince them of something, right? I reckon I would. But is that me carrying a mantle God's given to me? Probably not. And so are you going to be a coat hanger? Okay, I'm going to read something to you from Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. And I'm aware, I f actually, I feel like I preach on this about once a month is what I've realized. <laughs> I don't, but I, f I feel like this comes back to me all the time, this scripture, because it perfectly just describes what I believe um, is our truest act of worship to God and how we figure out what it is he's saying to us. And so I'm going to read it to you, and it's, it's here in Romans chapter 12. It says, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then this is the clincher. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. If you're sat here and you're thinking, I just don't have a clue what the mantle is that God's asking me to carry. I've just been listening to this. It all sounds good, but it sounds like it's for someone else. Can I tell you the place to start is right there. It's Romans 12. It's by getting up in the morning and saying, God, um, I've got to go to work today. I've got to deal with this today. I've got to be in this meeting today. I've got to look after my kids today. I've got to do whatever I'm doing. But in the middle of that, I'm, I'm right at the start of my day. I'm saying, I surrender it to you. And also, God, what is it you're asking me to do today? What is it you're asking from me today? Not for the next five years, not for the next 10 years, but what are you asking me today? Because when we can be faithful and say, I give a faithful yes today, actually, we start to see that over time, God reveals to us the thing he's already put on us. I do believe in a moment you might find out, wow, this huge purpose that God has for you. But for the most part, if you don't know where to start, just begin there. Begin in Romans 12. Begin to every day say, God, another version, the message says, take your ordinary everyday life and give it as a sacrifice before God. Start to say, God, this is, I'm, you've entrusted this life to me. And I'm going to start to say, God, what do you want from me today? What does this mean for me today? Not what does it mean for me, not what does it mean for the person, sorry, like for me as in Rachel, not what does it mean to the person next to me, not what does it mean to my spouse or my, to my kids, but what does it mean to me today? What are you saying to me today? Because I promise you, over time, whether you realize it or not, you will begin to carry the thing that God is asking you to carry. 
And you will begin to become aware of it. You begin to recognize it and not just see it as something that's for someone else or a big moment where you fall on your knees and there's a bright light. That might happen. But as we just give our normal everyday to God, that he shows us who we are. You know, um, flip side of the coin. You might be someone who's like, yeah, I believe, I know what my mantle is. I'm carrying it. I'm being a coat hanger for God, right? I'm happy to be the ugly coat hanger and have the, have the mantle thrown over me for as long as I need it, right? I, I really felt to say this when I was praying about this earlier today. Sometimes if, if you re- feel really strongly that God wants to use you in a particular way, it can feel really frustrating when he feels like he's not. Anybody agree with me? <laughs> right, yeah? It can feel really frustrating. Let me tell you, also a gift of your heavenly father, because he loves you and because he's a good dad, is sometimes to hold off on that until the right moment. And you might think, well, this is the right moment for me. Or do you know what? I've been like 20 years carrying my mantle. Like when Ben spoke about this at the beginning of the year, it was amazing. But I reckon I've been doing this for 20, 30, 40, 50 years for some of you. And you feel like, God, I feel like you've not shown me the thing you were going to show me. Or you've told me something and it's not come to pass. Let me tell you what I've come to realize. And it can be a hard truth. One of the beauties of God is that sometimes he will allow you to be anonymous for a season that might feel like an entire lifetime. Because his timing is perfect. And because actually if you're going to carry something, he's got to make sure all the pieces are in place that the thing you're carrying doesn't crush you. And the thing you're carrying can be returned back to him and doesn't become misused. And you know, just like any good parent, sometimes my daughter will ask me for something or my son will ask me for something and the answer will be no. (laughs) Or the answer will be not yet. Why? Because I have a, a wider vision than they do at this stage. I'm older, I have the maturity to know if I give that to you now, that's not gonna help you in three years time, in five years time. But actually, yeah, maybe when you ask me again in five years, I'm gonna say yes. And so I'm not trying to say God is saying no. What I'm trying to say is if you're frustrated and you feel, you know what, I know what my mantle is and I feel like I've been carrying it and some of the things God said to me, they haven't come to pass. God will sometimes allow your anonymity in that mantle because he loves you, because he is for you and it doesn't seem like it, but because the time is not yet. For others of you, the time is now and you're sleeping on God. Someone said to me this week, there's something about the sleeping on you. I was like, what does that mean? Someone sleeping on me, that's freaking me out. What it basically means is like, you're just just asleep to what he's saying at the minute. And maybe the challenge for you is you know what that is. The time is now and you've got to activate something and do something and say, God, you've been speaking to me. The time's now. And and my answer is yes. Like it says in scripture, send me, I will go. And for some of you guys, that's the timing that, that you're in now. It's not like figuring out your mantle. It's not waiting for the right moment. The time is now. And you've said you'll be a coat hanger for God. And now God's like, okay, now's the time. The mantle's going to fall just like it did in the time of Alicia. You know, it's a physical thing. And what God's saying is you've got to go and you've got to pick it up. You've got to pick it up. But you know, Alicia didn't just pick it up. He struck the water with it. 
I will never know why he struck the water with it. Maybe in a more detailed version, it tells you. The version I was reading this week, I'm not a clue why he struck the water, but when he struck the water, the water parted. And it showed something of the power of the thing that God had put on his life. And so wherever you are today and kind of wherever you stand, my question really is, will you be a coat hanger for God? If it's a yes, then you can trust like any good father, God will show you and he will reveal to you what it is he is asking you to carry. Don't be so afraid. You know, sometimes we talk about uh, the paralysis of analysis. Is that the right way around? (laughs) Yeah, paralysis of analysis. What it means is you're so busy analyzing something that you don't move, you don't do anything. Sometimes we're so busy thinking and overthinking something that God said to us five years ago, something that God said to us five weeks ago, that we just, we're just so consumed with analyzing it, we don't do anything. Don't be so caught up in a paralysis of analysis. Just wake up in the morning and give God your yes. Give him your yes. And ask him, God, what is it you're asking of me? So some of you, maybe you do need to ask God, God, what are you asking me for the next 10 years? What are you asking me for the next two years? And when you give him your yes, let me tell you, if you're willing to be that like wooden coat hanger that actually you couldn't even see because it was under the coat. If you're willing to just be the thing that holds that mantle up, that stabilizes it, and you're willing to be faithful with the thing that God has asked you to carry, let me tell you there will be breakthrough for way, way more than you. (laughs) For way, way more than just the people you love. As I close, we're going we're gonna to pray in a minute, but I think sometimes we've placed way too much of an emphasis on personal pur- purpose. I believe we all have a plan and a mantle to carry, but we can never forget we're not the only ones walking around carrying something. Actually, God works in families. He works in communities. And actually, he works through his body, the church. And so when we each decide to pick up and carry our mantle, that is not just a power on one front. It is a power on all fronts. It's like a front line. Because when you stop to think, stop thinking of yourself as just like a lone ranger or stop thinking of yourself as just the only person of faith at your work, even though that might be true, or stop thinking of yourself as just the only person of faith in your family might also be true. But you start to see yourself in the light of the body of Christ. Scripture sometimes describes us as living stones, but they're not living stones that have been cast to a ground. They're living stones that have been gently placed and fit together into a wall. Scripture says it's like a mighty priesthood. They've been put together. That's the body of Christ. That's the church. And so those mantles and those gifts, they're not just free-flowing random things. No, no, there's a power when we each choose to pick up our cloak, to pick up our mantle and say, whatever it is, God, you know, if I've got to be the donkey that Jesus rides in on, I'm going to be it, (laughs) right? Because one, Jesus, there was going to be something, right? It was going to be a horse or a donkey, whatever. It wasn't even regal. It was just a donkey. Sometimes you've just got to be the coat hanger or the donkey, But the thing is, that's when we realize it's not about us. It's about the one we're carrying in. It's about the one we're ushering in. We get so caught up in analyzing or stopping or being distracted. My prayer is that we would take a moment and just say, God, 
what is it you're asking from me today? I wonder if you stand with me. We are going to sing together in a moment and we're going to worship with the team. But uh, I, I just want to create a moment, right? If you're a person of faith in here, many of you are, then you, you'll know actually that every week here, we will always give people an opportunity to respond to God. Because it's all well and good saying yes to the plans that God has for you, but you first have to know the plan maker. You first have to know the gift giver, the one who loves you because this flows. Everything we're talking about flows out of a life surrendered to Christ. The one who loves you, the one who will take your brokenness and give you freedom the one who is for you and towards you and actually the whole reason you've been designed and the reason you live is to give honor and glory to God, to know him and to make him known. And so you first got to know the gift giver. You first got to know the one who gives the plans, who has a plan for your life because actually knowing him is better than anything. I say that with absolute assurance and confidence knowing Jesus is better than anything you can know anything you can do he's the only one who's worth giving your life to we'll give our life and we'll give our time to so many things let me tell you sometimes it doesn't feel like it but I promise you giving your life to Jesus and knowing him is the the best thing you can and you will ever do And so I'm going to pray for you. And basically, if that's you, I'm going to ask you at the end of the prayer, just to show your hand. And all you're doing to that is signifying to me, I'm making that decision. I want to know who God is. I want to know who Jesus is. I might have a lot of questions, but I'm responding to his invitation this morning. And so we're going to bow our heads and we're going to close our eyes just for a moment of reflection. But at the end of the prayer, if that's you, I'm going to say, just pop your hand up. And if there's anyone, pop your hand up. I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you to the front. But I'm going to acknowledge that you're making the best decision. And we're going to pray and we're going to celebrate. Is that all right? All right. So pray with me if you're a person of faith. God, we are so grateful that we can know you. God, we realize that you've made plans ahead of us. You've prepared good works in advance of us. God, even the purpose and the mantle that you've asked us to carry, God, you knew about it even before we were here. You had glorious designs on us, God, long before we even knew who you were. Father, but for those here today who don't know you, God, and who long to know you, or they long to respond to your love and your goodness, Father, I ask now, would you, would you do an exchange within them? God, it's nothing we can force, but it is a work of your Holy Spirit. God, that you would remove brokenness. God, that you would remove shame. God, that you would fill them with your goodness. God, with your light. God, that the cost of following you, God, will never be greater than the joy that is to come. God, and I thank you. Today, God, for those who respond to you, God, because it's a privilege to know you, right? It's a privilege to live with you. God, and even if you never did anything else for us, Father, I thank you, you did it all in Christ. Thank you, Lord. And so, you know, if that's you and you're making that decision for the first time, I just ask you, just pop your hand up and put it back down. And there might not be anyone and that's okay. Thank you, thank you. 
I see your hand, that's amazing. Amazing, thank you so much. Two people responding to Jesus, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Because, do you know what, for, for those, and then me, sorry, I'll, I'll look out for more hands if there are more, but you know, if that's you and you made that decision, it, for those of us that are, are of faith, sometimes we forget the power of knowing Jesus we just forget right because <laughs> we get caught up in life we get caught up in emotions just like we all do and sometimes we forget the power of a moment where our life turns from going in that direction to going in that direction and let me tell you that direction for those of you who just responded to God it isn't the easy path actually scripture talks about it as the narrow path but it is the path of freedom it's a path where there is hope. It's a path that where there is purpose. It's a path where the things that hold on you and the things that have held on you, and the scripture says the, the sin that has entangled us has been broken off by the power of Christ. And so if you've made that decision today, absolutely, I can't, words can't express how amazing that is, but let me encourage you. We're going to pray now. We're going to sing together. Take a moment and just say, God, I'm here. God, I'm here. The rest of us, we're going to sing. We're going to reflect. We're going to, we're going to honor God. But if you've made that decision, amazing decision, I want you to just stand here and say, God, I'm here. Speak to me. Speak to me. Thanks, guys.